What's going on, man? Welcome back to The Basement. I'm Ron, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I can't believe we're actually making this video. You know, I wanted this sophomore series that I'm doing out here where I go over year two players to be more of like the fringe guys, you know, the Judys of the world, the Chenaults, the Ayukes. But today we're gonna go over DeAndre Swift. And for me, this is a guy that's clearly a stud, but I'm seeing slander on his name on Twitter on discord i'm going out delivering pizza and I'm, I'm i'm hearing people tell me you know deandre swift he's not that he's not this they got fucking anthony lynn i'm hearing it everywhere in these streets and to me it's insane so let's not waste any time we're gonna get right into the video let's talk some deandre swift let's go thirsty thirsty trying to choose i mean i know i'm critical my nitty now, before I get into the video, if at any point in time during this half an hour of me rambling about my love of DeAndre Swift, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. And if you disagree with anything that I'm saying, uh, I saw Fantasy Flock say this in a video, and it's, it's so true. If you're going to come at my head in the comments, give me a rhyme or reason for why you don't like DeAndre Swift and try and disprove something. Give me like some actual analysis down there. Don't just say... Uh, you're a fucking bozo with glasses on and you talk too fast. Just go down there, be respectful. Let me know what your genuine thoughts are, but let's get into DeAndre Swift. This is a guy that I'm way higher on than consensus. And for me to be able to communicate my love for DeAndre Swift to you guys, let's go over his prospect profile, his year one, and really digest what DeAndre Swift has done this far. And when it comes to his prospect profile, DeAndre Swift is one of the crispiest, cleanest five gum type prospects I have ever seen. He checks all the boxes. He comes in at 5'9", which you know is a little bit short, but he makes up for it in girth. He's a fucking, he's a little tank ass, like bowling ball kind of guy. He's 212 pounds at 5'8". So that puts him in the 88th percentile of BMI. And on top of that, he's super fast. So he's a small, compact build and he runs a 4'48". So size, speed, check that off the fucking list. Now the next question, when we, when we look at these running backs, we want them to be able to catch passes. Can he do that? Yes, sir. As a true freshman at Georgia, he is in probably a hell's kitchen of a backfield in there. There's Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. This is junior Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. They're about to get drafted. One of them went first round, one of them went second round. And even with that, as a true freshman, DeAndre Swift had more receptions and receiving yards than Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle combined as a true freshman than they did in their last seasons at college. Let that sink in for a second. Then if you even want to go a step further in terms of receiving, he went crazy his freshman year. If we want to look at his experience adjusted receiving yard market share, that also looks great. He smashes the red dot thresholds for top 24 backs every step of the way, even in that Georgia offense. Remember, this is going to be a, a program. I think Kirby Smart's the head coach. He's a guy that he kind of sells him on this. Okay, you're going to be an NFL back one day. We want you to be a first, second round pick. We're not going to give you some crazy Jonathan Taylor level workload. We're going to give you just what you need to go out there, show the scouts what you're doing to be the next NFL back. That's why Chubb didn't have a crazy workload. You didn't see Sony Michelle with a crazy workload. Same thing happened for Swift, and he still checks all the boxes, even with like one hand tied behind his back. And because of this, I think Swift has like legitimate 85 plus reception upside like an Alvin Kamara type build. And the thing is that Swift is better between the tackles than an Alvin Kamara. He can actually run the football. And one of the best predictors of future success that we have is Lance Zierlein's NFL.com grades. The guy is a damn guru watching film. All of his NFL.com grades are one of the most predictive things that we have in all of fantasy football. And Swift is in legendary company. He's one of only seven running backs to ever earn a grade higher than 6.7. Every running back on this list with a 6.71 or more studs. We're talking Saquon, Ezekiel Elliott. We're talking Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley. We're talking legitimate producers. Every back on this list has multiple top 12 seasons 
and all of them besides Leonard Fournette have at least one top five season. So Swift is that kind of prospect. And he would be my RB1 in this class. He could he'd be my RB1 in most classes in a vacuum. Now he does get second round draft capital. He's the third pick off the board in the second round to the Lions. That's why I say in a vacuum, but without having that first round draft capital, that's the only knock on his profile. Something that's completely out of his control and probably due to Georgia not using him the way that he could be used all the way, if that makes sense. So for me in this class, I would have him behind ETN, but only because ETN has first round draft capital. Like I said, if we're talking in a vacuum, Without any draft capital, Swift is one of the best prospects in the last couple of years. Now, notice how I didn't say anything about the team. I don't give a fuck about the situation that, to be honest with you, especially with these young guys, these, these rookies, they're walking into a completely dis different situation by the time they get to year two. When, when Swift got drafted, oh, Carrion Johnson's already there. Stafford's there. You fast forward one more year, Carrion Johnson is cut. Matthew Stafford is now on the Rams and Jared Goff is at, at QB. It's so hard to predict a year in the future in the NFL that I don't even bother, especially the younger the player is. I talked about this in yesterday's video. If it's an older player, you know, like a, a Dalvin Cook, I care about the situation because he only has one, two, three years left. Swift has his whole year, uh, his whole career ahead of him. So I don't really care too much about his situation. And last year, he actually balled the fuck out. He put up 114 carries for 521 yards on the ground. 46 catches for 357 yards through the air and had 10 total touchdowns in 13 games. That doesn't sound crazy, but he ended up as the RB 16 in points per game. And as a rookie running back, splitting time on the Lions with Adrian Peterson, he was a high-end RB2. And y'all still want to disrespect my boy. Let's let's say that one more time. As a rookie running back, splitting carries in a bad offense, he was still a high-end RB2. And that's because of his receiving. He got the receiving work that we were, we were hoping for. He was on pace for 70 targets in 16 games as a rookie. I'm telling you, he's really like that as a receiver. He's out here lining up as a wide receiver. He lined up out wide as a wide receiver on 15% of snaps last year. Then he also had the seventh most yards per route run last year among running backs. I'm telling you, this is a guy with a profile of CMC, Kamara, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, all of those guys that can break fantasy because of their receiving ability and efficiency in the receiving game. Swift has that exact type of build. And his sophomore comps tell us this. When we look at Rotoviz, they, they bring up his best comparable seasons from last year. This list takes into account all of the similar seasons to what DeAndre Swift did last year. That takes in like year three, year four type seasons, but I filtered it down to just rookie year seasons. And the only running backs to crack his top 10 most comparable seasons are David Johnson, Alvin Kamara, and Le'Veon Bell. David Johnson's rookie season is DeAndre Swift's most comparable rookie season on Rotoviz's database. And if you guys remember correctly, David Johnson goes out there the next season and is the RB1 in all of fantasy. DeAndre Swift is that kind of guy. And you even have guys later down the list, Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, they're a little bit of distant comps, but he's still getting some crazy upside. Now, guys like Philip Lindsay, Giovanni Bernard, Carrion Johnson, and Jeremy Langford made this list. But they're all loose comps. And on top of that, they're either worse prospects or they're satellite backs like a Phil Lindsay, like a Gio Bernard. The future is really bright for Swift. Those, like, I'm telling you, not every every list looks like this. J.K. Dobbins does not have these kinds of names on his list. DeAndre Swift is an elite company after year one. And when we talk about DeAndre Swift's outlook moving forward, I want to highlight a tweet that Drew put out yesterday uh, at DFB Encounter on Twitter. When talking about Swift's outlook over the next years, I think that this tweet is really relevant. He said, if your buy analysis starts by talking about a bunch of things that aren't that the player in question is good at football, run away. But the opposite is true. If your reasoning for selling a player or being low on a player is based on a bunch of things that don't have anything to do with the player in question being good at football, run. Let's get something straight for a second, fellas. In Dynasty, especially with these young players, I chase talent. Like I said before, we know after year one, after his prospect profile, we know for a fact DeAndre Swift is uber talented. That is a straight up fact. And I will not be scared off of DeAndre Swift by a career backup named Jamal Williams. That's not uh, that's not how I play fantasy football. I'm not going to play scared. I'm not going to say, oh, they just signed this running back. I, I, I don't like DeAndre Swift anymore. Here's the thing. 
Jamal Williams is on a two-year deal earning $1.65 million a year and has an out after this offseason. He could be a free agent. He could get cut after this season. $1.65 million a year is not lead back money. It is not long-term running back money. It is, uh, it is just, okay, we need one more body in the backfield. We just lost Adrian Peterson. Let's go sign a guy for a veteran minimum. It is nothing... It, like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. It is nothing to really even be upset about. And the thing is that Jamal Williams has never been good. Jamal Williams efficiency metrics from last year. I'm going to put him on the screen. Find me where he was even decent in the slightest. And the thing is, oh, but he'll be the goal line back. He, he's big, right? Everybody out there wants to say that DeAndre, DeAndre Swift is his little ass running back and Jamal Williams is big and he's going to be on the goal line. Here's the thing. Nope, that's not true. I don't know if you guys know this. And I'm not saying that the subscribers of the channel, I'm saying the guys who don't subscribe to the channel that are talking down about DeAndre Swift. Here's the thing. Jamal Williams ain't that big, fellas. Jamal Williams is six foot, 212 pounds with a 28.7 BMI, which is like 22nd percentile. He is a tall, thin running back. DeAndre Swift is 5'8", 212 pounds, has a 32.2 BMI. He is the same weight as Jamal Williams. He is just compact. He is a bowling ball compared to Jamal Williams. And when you compare their goal line usage from last year, DeAndre Swift was used on nine carries inside the five and scored six touchdowns. Jamal Williams was used on five carries inside the five and scored one touchdown. Aaron Jones in Green Bay was the goal line back. Williams only saw 33% of the carries inside the five. So I'm very confused where we're getting this idea that Jamal Williams is a good enough back to keep Swift off the field and be the main back between the 20s and to be this big hulking goal line specialist that's going to keep DeAndre Swift off the field in goal line situations because it's not true. Swift is bigger, he's better, and he's more efficient at the goal line. I expect him to be just fine in terms of rushing the football. I see this backfield being really similar to what the Packers did last year. You're going to have Jamal Williams hover around 100 carries because that's how NFL backfields work. There's going to be about 400 carries to go around. Not one running back can take the whole load. There's like seven running backs in the NFL that are actual workhorse bell cow type guys. Jamal Williams will hover around 100 carries. Swift will, 100, uh, will hover around 200 plus carries. And Swift will see plenty of goal line work. And Swift is going to cut through these defenses like straight butter because the Lions drafted Penny Sewell. If you don't know, blue chip fucking prospect stud tackle. They're going to move him to right tackle. And they added him to what was already the 13th best run blocking unit. There is going to be holes all over the place. Pause if needed. But the understood is going to run right through these fucking holes is going to be just fine between the tackles. And we already know he's going to be crazy on the outside. He saw a 70 target pace last year in 2020 as a rookie. That's going to go up. Most of these rookies, they, they progress from year one to year two. You cannot just copy and paste what rookies did from year one to year two because it doesn't work like that. In the Detroit Lions offense, Marvin Jones leaves, Galladay leaves. And when Jamal Williams is in the backfield, don't be surprised when DeAndre Swift is splitting out wide. There's no fucking receivers there. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyrell Williams, and Brashad Perriman. There's no alpha there. I honestly expect Hawkinson and Swift to be the, the top two leaders and targets on this team, especially when we consider the coaching background. Anthony Lynn is going to be the offensive coordinator. He was over there with the Chargers who had Austin Eckler, one of the great receiving backs of this generation. Then you have the head coach, Dan Campbell. He was with the Saints. He was coaching Alvin Kamara, one of the greatest receiving backs from this era. You have now the head coach and the offensive coordinator, guys who like to use their running backs and all-purpose skill sets with a split out wide, split in the slot, catch uh, 80 plus balls, and you guys aren't fucking excited about this. Swift is in a spot to smash in 2021. And this is what brings us to our last point here. This is going to be the last point that I talk about with all the guys that want to talk shit about DeAndre Swift. You guys are out there saying, who cares if DeAndre Swift gets a majority of the touches? This is going to be a dumpster fire offense anyways. And here's the thing, fellas. One, we are terrible at predicting good teams, bad teams, high scoring offenses, low scoring offenses. It, we're hitting a moving target at that point. But let's say you're so sure that the that Detroit is going to be a bad offense, a bottom five, bottom 10 offense. Here's the thing. 
when we look at bottom 10 offenses in DVOA over the last couple seasons, you have James Robinson last year, David Montgomery, Ezekiel Elliott from last year, all top 12 running backs that were in bottom 10 offenses per DVOA. Then you have 2018, you had Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, all in bottom 10 offenses from 2019. Good running backs come from bad offenses. It happens all the fucking time. This year, are you telling me with Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, you expect either of those offenses to be like top 10 prolific scoring offenses? No. Like these running backs, they get volume. They produce because they're good. It has nothing to do with how great the offenses is. Of the last two years, 25% of the RB1s have come from bottom 10 offenses in offensive DVOA. And it don't matter, fellas. It does not matter if these guys are in bad offenses. Every touchdown that they go down in the score, DeAndre Swift is going to get further into garbage time. and He's going to get more targets. So if they're up, he's going to get more rushes, more rushing touchdowns. And if they're down, he's going to get more targets and it works both ways. And I say everything that I have said this entire video to say this, I fucking love DeAndre Swift. He's a smash in 2021. He's a smash in 2022. He is a smash from here on and here forward, fellas. Stop fading the situation. I've always said this. I've said this since draft season. We buy the talent. We buy the talent. The talent is all that matters. The situation is going to change. Like I said earlier, if you would have told me that Jared Goff would be quarterback and Kenny Galladay would go to the Giants, you have no fucking idea what is going on with these teams, man. All that stays constant is a player's talent. DeAndre Swift could get traded tomorrow. Goff could get hurt tomorrow. There's a million things that could happen to this team. They could trade for Aaron Rodgers. There's, there's a million different things that can happen that we never foresee in the NFL, but everything that stays constant is going to be talent. And there's this recent dip on DeAndre Swift where these fucking redraft idiots are out here just like muddying his perception on Twitter, talking about, oh, he's in a bad offense, Jamal Williams, Anthony Lynn and his fucking A-backs. Here's the thing, guys. This is going to be the one point in time for the next few years where you can buy low on DeAndre Swift. He is going off the board at the 301 as the RB10. He has kept on going down and going down. He is now going in the early third of startups. Back a few months ago, he was going in the first round. So this little this little spot in time, I'm telling you guys, is the one point in time where we can buy DeAndre Swift for the lowest that he will ever be. In my ranks, he's my RB4 is the 112 off my board. I would take him as early as the first round. Before I recorded this video, I went on my phone, I hopped on the sleeper app and I sent out an offer for him in every single league that's not one of the subscriber leagues. The subscriber leagues that are down below in the description, in the Discord, I know you guys are sharp. I know you guys like DeAndre Swift. In every single one of my dynasty leagues that are not a Discord league, I sent out an offer for DeAndre Swift and you could do the same. You should do the same. If you can go out there and you can get that third round price tag for him, go on Keep Trade Cut. They have his price super low. Get offers out there that are even on Keep Trade Cut. Buy him for that third round price. Even buy him a little bit higher for a second round price. Go out there, buy DeAndre Swift. I'm telling you, this is going to be probably the the only time we're gonna be able to acquire DeAndre Swift without having to give up a fucking arm and a leg and your fucking your your for, firstborn child. I'm telling you guys, that is the type of window we're looking at right now. But yeah, man, that is the video for today. Go out there, buy DeAndre Swift. I'm not, I'm not joking. Go on your, your fucking MFL app, your sleeper. Go out there, go send out an offer for DeAndre Swift. This is going to be the lowest we'll ever be able to buy him for. He is set up to be a stud. He has Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, all those guys, Alvin Kamara in his range of outcomes, Christian McCaffrey in his range of outcomes. This will be the cheapest time that you can go out there and buy DeAndre Swift. Regardless though, let me know down below in the comments how you feel about DeAndre Swift. Let me know if what I just said makes sense. Let me know if you want to poke holes in my argument. And if you do, don't just call me an idiot. Go down below actually make an argument for your guy and with that being said let me know the next sophomore i should cover and on top of that follow me at ron store underscore on twitter go down below check out the discord so you can join leagues with me we can talk about trades we can go about all of that kind of stuff and with that being said i'll see you guys in the next one
still shake a boat squat. Ran for my broke guy. City on the come up. Shot that nigga so soft. Shot my nigga fat trail. Shot my nigga Joseph. Playing Buenos Aires while they sleep in Buenos Noches. Wonder if I wrote this. Cause it's so 